Real life, real news, real people, real politics, real sports, real commentary, real everything. This is the Life Podcast, hosted by Justin J.J. Johnson. Real news, real guests, and we're coming to you live. Three, two, one. What's up, everyone? This is your boy, J.J., coming in for another episode of This Is The Life Podcast. Now, I'm not alone today. I have someone kicking it with me. But before I bring my guest on, just going to do my couple seconds of rants, and then we're going to get started. As always, I like to kick the show off with shout outs, and this and that. Once again, <laughs> don't have no shout outs, none in particular, at least, because again, I'm just getting my feet wet back from mental vacation. So again, I don't have no specific shout outs, but I am shouting out just everyone, hoping everybody is again, staying safe, staying sane all that fun stuff, getting holiday ready, and all that good, good, good stuff, as I said. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I have a guest today. I'm going to let my guest introduce himself because, like I said, what I'm doing, I'm trying to do something new. I'm trying to shut up a little bit less when I have guests because, as I told my guests before, when they come on, it's about them. It's not about me. This particular individual, however, I remember, I think it was like on a Sunday, I got a DM and we started talking, you know, realized we followed each other because, you know, when you have X amount of followers on social media, at least I don't know every particular person I have on there, but he reached out and then we started talking. We've kept in touch. We we did a little bit of collabing, but it didn't work out like it was supposed to so we're gonna jump back in later on to do what we're supposed to do and we can address that too because i think that's funny it's always fun (laughs) i I, i'd love to hear your feedback on what it's like to guest on somebody's show that like where where the whole formula of it or whatever gets broken up because whatever your major subject matter gets changed or like you know a major part of the team's not there to review the so-and-so movie like what happened with us right like it's got to be, you know, when you're new to the team, you know what I'm saying, and coming on live with us and whatnot, it's got to be kind of, like, awkward probably having everything switched up on you last minute. Like, oh, we're going from that to, like, now we're just going to throw some trailers up and whatnot and talk shit. Yeah. So, without a doubt, JJ is sitting back, and now you're going to hear my guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, folks, um, I believe that uh, it's possible that JJ was having a BM when I DM'd him, you never know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if I remember correctly, um, you know, he was having a private moment, uh, you know, so he was a little bit uh, irritated by my uh, presence, but um, no, I'm just kidding. A uh, little, little bleeding edge humor, folks, but no, I'm Jeff S., uh, a.k.a. True Knowledge, and um, but you you can call me Jeff. Everybody, like, I prefer everybody just to call me Jeff. I like when people call me Jeffrey because, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a real, I mean, Jeff's already a boring name as it is. Uh, and you adding the re part to it, whatnot, just makes it even worse. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, the name Jeff has actually already been, I've seen the studies. It's the, uh, it's the third worst name for not getting laid ever. Right. In history as a dude. So I asked my parents at one point, I'm like, were you purposely trying to like subliminally make sure I was going to be like abstinent 
for the rest of my life or whatever, whatnot, when you name me up with the with the whole Jeff deal. No, I'm just kidding, folks. Uh, there are no psychological, sociological studies on that. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, I do well as a Jeff. Uh, you know, it just seems like there's a lot of asshole Jeffs. You, you talk to chicks, right, JJ? And they're like, you tell them their name, your name is Jeff? On like a dating site or some shit or on the phone? And they're, you ever get one, somebody where, like, it's the same name and they react all nasty and they're like, oh, what, which Jeff? Or whatever. Or like, oh, you're, oh, Jeff? I'm like, oh, shit. I'm not him, hun. Like, I'm not that Jeff. Whatever that Jeff did, it wasn't me, bro. I promise. I cannot <laughs> take responsibility for all Jeffs, JJ. It's, it's just not it's, fair. It's, it's something about the Jays, man. Jeffs just about... seem to turn out to be shitty dudes or something, I guess. I don't know a lot of them. They're dragging me down, bro. Either way, uh, no, folks, I'm the creator and co-host and blessed and humbled to be, and I, and I mean that. Whoever would not found some fucking platform. Uh, or whatever, whatnot, everything, you know. And I, I found one called Rizzle um, that nobody's ever heard of, of course, which is fine. Um, I'm glad I started there, to be honest with you. That was just basically a copy of TikTok with a different format. And uh, and I killed it on there. Um, and I started off covering politics and economics and philosophy and religion and whatnot and everything, right? Like deep shit. Because that's really my, my forte. Um, at least it was then. Like, you know, that was my life at one point. Like I really, you know, I was a dedicated husband um that had children young and spent all my time at night drinking yeah i was i've always i've dealt with alcoholism issues you know going back to when i was younger um but um just you know i was you know always, always the, the the husband and father whatnot and everything where i i drank but i drank at home i read my newspapers i read my books right i watched my fox news and my cnn and shit like that and whatnot right and um it just never occurred to me to like pick up the phone and go on like youtube back then but some things happened in life and whatnot that changed things for me and whatnot and everything to where it led me, put me in a position to where, you know, I spent more time on YouTube. I found out about this platform. I jumped on there and I started killing it, right? You know, in, in the in the heat of the moment and whatnot, everything, like a couple of years before the, you know, the tr last Trump election. And, um, you know, just uh, as I told JJ, it's it's not complicated, folks. Um, if you do three years straight of just straight short form for one minute, one minute short form content, restricting <coughs> as JJ knows. I got it. Um, go ahead, brother. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. No, no, no. Um, you go ahead. You go no, ahead. I was gonna you say, JJ, going. you know how it is. Like, uh, it's very constricting to only be able to put, like talk for a minute. Right. On a video. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, it's one thing if you're advertising content or whatever, whatnot. Right. Or you're like just trying to be funny and making a joke real quick or something. Or it's like a mm -hmm. meme kind of thing. I get the gist of all that. But when you're just making slugging it out all day long, one minute content in a row, one minute after one minute after one minute. And that's what you do all day. It, it's like a, it's almost like an addiction. It becomes like stuck to your hip. And um, you throw in the political a aspect of it, whatnot, and things can get a little bit like dicey some days, right? You know, um, yeah. regardless of what side of the political aisle you're on, right? Stuff can get like nasty with anybody. You never know. Um, so either way, bottom line, uh, I just finally got tired of it. I, could, I got sick of it after the election. I couldn't do it anymore. I walked away from the news completely. Uh, JJ, I still haven't. I just want to go to the hotels now here and there. Will I pop it on because it's on the hotel? But I barely listen. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what the hell they're talking about half the time because I don't pay attention. So I wouldn't know what the hell that, you know, what's going on with Israel and Hamas or whatever and whatnot. Or, you know what I mean? I haven't researched it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I just hear tidbits of this and that. But, um, so I started the MCU's Booty Edge because I just wanted to try to find a, um, 
a medium um, where I could, you know, do what I wanted to do, which was long form content badly podcasting, YouTube, you know, like, you know, um, I realized that, I, you know, that I want to do live streaming. If I was going to do long form content on YouTube, I should make it live stream live. Right. And use my strengths. So I'm very authentic. Right. And uh, that's something I think authenticity that we're lacking very heavily in society right now from men and women. You know what I'm saying? But I think mostly more for women, from women than men. To tell you the truth, I hate to say it, ladies, but um, us men, are, are, we've been keeping it real for a long fucking time, man. We're just finally starting to complain because we're tired of fucking uh, kind of where things are at in the whole that whole, you know, power dynamic right now. But that's another story for another show. Right, brother? Facts on that. Facts yeah, on but, that. No, nah, but I'm a single man, so you get where I'm going with that, JJ. Like, I probably have to deal with the drama and the game and all that shit when I go out and all that and everything, and it's tiring. It's old. It's old. And I'm tired of seeing these profiles and these dating sites with these chicks talking about me, 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 me. And I'm looking for this perfect man that's, that's like, you know, this and that. And it's like, what about, what do you bring to the table? You know what I'm saying? Like, all I hear in there, what are you going to do for me? I seen this chick today. Her shit said, it ended with, what are you going to do to improve my life? I'm like, wait a minute, hold on a second. But don't you think that's a lot to put out? Like, I mean, seriously, like your whole profile is is completely spun around you, right? What are you gonna fucking do for me? Like, I already know that I'll improve your life. I don't, I, I until I meet you and like we're together, you know, if that even happens, like I don't know how it'll happen, but of course I'm gonna lift you up and impact your life in a positive way and, and prove it, right? That's not even a question. I've done that. My, I've done that in all my relationships. But that's not even the question. Us men, we do what we do, right? Our shit is consistent. We're not like these women and whatnot where they pick and choose, you know, and just accessorize men, basically. You know what I'm saying? We're just like toys to us, to them, a lot of them. Uh, I'm sick of the fact that, uh, you know, um, it's all, there are, a lot of these women are so selfish and they don't even look see us as individuals anymore. It's like they want to all want to be treated as individuals, but we're all just dudes. So chicks put up profiles like that one and whatnot and everything where it's like, what are you going to do to improve my life through messaging? You want me to tell you that? Like, I don't even know you. So nah, bro. I'm like, you know, I was going to give you my number, but I ain't now. You feel me? Like, you don't bring nothing to the table except fucking vagina and presence. And like, your your profile is emblematic of that. And like, that's not good enough for me. So there you go, folks. That encapsulates right there kind of who Jeff has true knowledge is in terms of like, you know, what I'm about, how I get down. Um, but as far as the MCU's Bitty Edge goes, um, I wanted to bring it and find a, a vehicle or like a medium with content where I could, you know, knew about it um, enough and was knowledgeable enough to like do it and cover it, whatever the content was, right? But it would bring people together, not bring them apart. It's that simple. It's not, I'm, you know, I'm not, JJ knows I'm not a complicated guy. I'm, I don't pretend to be an Einstein type. I'm not like a hardcore intellectual, maybe like a loose one. You know, I read and stuff and whatnot, but I'm not the smartest guy out there. I'm not the most creative guy out there. I'm just Jeff. Um, and that's, it, it is what it is, right? That like God gave you what I got, but uh, I work with it the best I can. And um, the MCU was that vehicle to bring people together to where it didn't matter if the motherfucker was a goddamn Marxist or a communist, part of my French, right? Like we could still sit around a table and get down on something and get, and get along and be able to like, even laugh with each other or crack jokes and bust balls. Right. That was my, my projection in my head. Of what what I what I wanted to, to see, get along like actually be friends. I know that that's like maybe like people might think that that's weird to like in content creation to view that things that way, but I don't know how JJ's lens works or whatever his mindset is towards this stuff. But I see this as like friendship. It's like a vehicle uh, between two friends, 
like that live in different places and whatnot, right? And we use this arena, like this, you know, ability to do what we're doing right now to facilitate our friendship. Not maybe so much with JJ. We don't know that each other that well, but we get along well. But you know, JJ, I've been doing the bleeding edge for a long time. We've had a lot of people on. You become no, a right. fight with them, right? Yeah, I'm a jump. Now I'm a jump in. Now I've been having like I've been having a good time listening to you, man. Because, nah, hit me up with some um, questions, man. No, 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 no. Like I said, um, I'm doing something new. Like I said, when it's guests, again, it's about them. Um, but no, I'm I'm definitely gonna chime in. No, you're right. Um, when it comes when it comes to this, like I said, the podcast game, you know, like I said, I'm still, you know, I, I'm always going to keep saying it. I'm still fairly new. You know, I consider myself still a rookie, but I feel like a lot of content creators, podcasts, you know, people, whatever you want to call us, we need to do better in the sense of unity. Um, you nailed it. It would be better. It would be better for everybody. We would all eat better. I think. Listen, you know, I like I said, I, I mentioned this before. You know, I you know browse different you know podcasters, you know pages and everything, and they'll post certain things, and boom, it's like conversations back and forth, back and forth. I do the same thing. Sometimes it's like you hear birds chirping, and I'm like, look. It's not a competition. You know what I mean? You know, if you expect me to go on my platform and just put myself out there on my personal information, you're not going to get that. My stuff is for people to join, unite, conversate, be like, wow, that happened. This happened. What? What? But it's like I feel like it's like a dog eat dog world. And I'm like, look, it's so much money and potential opportunities for everyone to 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 grab a piece. It's it's like for example, it's like music. Everyone has their specific artists that they listen to, okay? Everyone has their specific bands. Everyone has their specific and I'm changing topics. Everyone has their specific poets that they listen to. Okay, you can't just say, well, mine is better and it's the only one. No, someone may say, hey, well, you know, there's this other potential, you know, group or whatever that I like, you know, you should listen to and things like that. Okay, the point I'm trying to make is this because I don't want to make it seem like I'm rambling. But the point I'm making is this. That everyone is entitled to like who they like, love what they love. But if we don't find a common ground, then there's no point of doing this or any other thing. You know, and like I said, I'm at the point where I'm trying to, you know, get back into the swing of things. I'm trying to reach out to certain people. I want to get more collabs and I want to find out more about other people. But if we don't get the reciprocation, it's like you're just going to hit a dead end. You know, but like I said, you know, well, no, actually Jeff mentioned it. We haven't known each other that long, but 
this is the best time and the best place to get to know each other. You know, because like I said, you never know. One day Jeff may see something like, you know what? JJ mentioned something about this. He's going to be perfect. And boom, we're doing more work together or vice versa. I might see something and be like, you know, Jeff may need this for MCU. So I would reach out to him. I'm not going to say, well, I know Jeff needs this, but I'm going to see if someone else. No, no. I figure, look, Jeff reaches out to me. I reaches, I reach out to him and vice versa. That's how, that's how it works. That's how collabing works, you know? I went down, you motherfucker. I put the I put the hand up. You're the, it's your show, bitch. You know what I'm used to. I'm like, you know what the structure's like on our Man, show. Hey, I see it. Go ahead. Anyways, all right. You gotta out of due respect to you, you've got to give me the the you know, come on, man. You I know you're greedy a little bit, whatnot, and everything, but no, that's not, I'm kidding you, but I'm not. Because folks, um JJ will tell you that um it's very rare in content creation that uh other creators give advice that's like not meant to benefit them. You know what I'm saying? You know, just out of general, you know, desire to like, you know, pass on, you know, what you learned and whatnot and everything. And out of the complimentary or humbling aspect of like even being, having someone be receptive. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, to like advice or like, you know, you know, uh, uh, be able to handle um, critical feedback from, 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 I'm always honored. I'm always, I feel really honored when people actually ask me for raw critical feedback because you know what? It bolsters the fact that I know who I am as a man and as a creator, as a father. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like the fact that I am the dude that like legit will just punch a dude in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like if like it has to happen, if it's that moment or whatever, and that line gets crossed in whatever fucking way, right? There's still dudes out there like me and whatnot, everything to where like I have that vibe with people to where I had a little bit of drama on my show recently where a, a creator I've known for years came Say his on. name. No, that's not like that. It's, uh, it, it, his name is William from Geek Gauntlet Podcast. He's my boy. No, um, I know. I know. I'm just messing with you. You love him. He's good people. Yeah. But, um, but basically, uh, he thought that like my co-host, Cyber, was laughing at him for some reason or whatnot during the show. Now, you've been on the show, man. Now, you never met Cyber. That's the reason why we didn't cover the movie we were supposed to cover because Cyber wasn't there. Remember his Wi-Fi was jacked up because he was out of town? So he couldn't do the show? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so he's my co-host, right? So that's why we didn't do the review because he's my co-host. He's like my buddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you know, your co-host should be like, you know, somebody who's like a good friend of yours, like a best friend. Why else are they your co-host? Unless you're like making money, unless it's like a financial, like a business thing that was set up or whatever, whatnot by other parties and whatnot. And you were brought together under that format, right? Which does happen, of course, in the industry. You know what I'm saying? Uh, me and Jay just, just ain't reached that that uh, that stage yet, right? That's coming down the road. Um, maybe they'll pair us together, bro. Uh, you know what I'm saying? To do some shit. I was going to say, you sound like you hate me. <laughs> Shut up, motherfucker. <laughs> what I'm saying is... Uh, that um, JJ knows I offer advice, you know what I'm saying, whatnot, and I offer my extend my hand and whatnot, and everything and whatnot, like other creators do, don't do. Um, and I do it genuinely because I just like to help people, right? I'm old fashioned and whatnot, and everything, and like I believe in the concept that, like, you know, you um, never helped me. That's a lie. <laughs> I've offered, that's my point. I've offered, and like nobody even offers. Now, he, ladies and gentlemen, listen, I'm just messing around with Jeff. I don't want you guys to think, no, we're just messing around. So, are, like I said, Jeff, Jeff's to, a good guy. 
the way to keep that to, to have that community vibe you want in the in the in the creator community, right? Is to have people that are willing to like want to do things like that and whatnot for other creators that are newer to the game, right? Like be willing to like go on somebody's platform like this and that's new to their platform, for instance, right? Hypothetically, that this is a real life situation. But come on, like with some with a creator like like yourself, JJ, where I told you we're in the studio. I've never been on here before, right? I find it interesting. I'm playing around. You saw me playing with the buttons and stuff and whatnot. You know I'm interested in it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Well, not, yep. I, I look at this yep. stuff like it as an investment. Maybe if I like it, maybe I'll get it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how you got to view the game, right? You got an opportunity to check it out. Why not check it out? Um, and you've already said flattering things about the platform. Um, so at that point, um, no, all I'm saying is just that uh, – like, I, you know, I'm not afraid to where, like, if I saw something on here I didn't like and I thought you were getting burnt or whatever and whatnot or something, you know how I was in the phone when we first started talking and you started telling me about some of the stuff you were doing. I was a little bit worried for you and whatnot and everything. I was like, ah, you know, until I yeah. check it out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really, you know, like, give me a yeah. minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me, like, you know, see what's up with this platform and whatnot and all that. And that's out of pure decency, like, just not want to see other creators and whatnot and everything. So I told you, man, you don't, well, no, we haven't talked about it. That tvstartup.com that I that I messed with and whatnot and everything to try to put us on Roku um, and on like, you know, on um, the Android apps and on the iPhone apps, they burned me, dude. They And they ripped me for eight grand, over eight grand, bro, almost 10 grand. And like, I'm not going to get into the details, but you better believe I got every dollar of that money back, bro. I told them, bro. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, you don't know who I am or who you're fucking with. But like you ain't gonna hustle me like that. Well, I got all that money back. You better believe I'm gonna make content about them too for the, about the whole experience. Now that I got documentation, hell yeah, baby! I can let other creators get get effed up by the hustle of them by this by this unethical company. Well, not that I stupidly come from New York, thought that when you made a fucking like over the phone shake hand deal with somebody about something that still meant something, right? It don't. It's sad. You know what I'm saying? So we know, so we now know when we need to get a loan, we know who we can get it from then, since you got that payout back. Oh, shut up. What are you kidding me? I'm adding that money to my fun fund and like my and like my travel fund and whatnot and everything for that for next year, man. Got budget that money, baby. So we, we, we may need we may we we may need a new iPhone or something, man. You know, Christmas coming up. I just man. got my first iPhone. What'd you have before? I've been doing Android my whole life. Okay, you know what? Yeah, we finna change avenues. Listen. But you know that I always mess with the MacBook Pros, though. Like, that's all I do is the MacBook Pro is my main. I told I you how real I am. Why did you switch? Why did you switch all these years? Tell me, because, listen. Just because it seemed interesting to change it up and, and like, try an iPhone. How do you like it? It's okay. And plus, it's 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 more compatible with my MacBook Pro. Oh, okay. And my so iPad. I, I have an iPad, too, right? Okay, I like so- Apple products. I do. I just always been loyal to Android. You know why? Because Verizon. Because Verizon pushes Android phones, right? And I've been with Verizon for over 20 plus years as a customer. You believe that shit? Since I was 17 years old, I go with Verizon. I'm going to take you back too. So a lot of people don't know That's this. why though. Let Verizon pushes those Android Moto phones and whatnot and everything and all that yeah. constantly. Let me ask you if you know. All right. Do you know what T-Mobile's original name was before? No. Okay. So I first got with them 
in 2001. Damn. They used to be called Voice Stream. Really? Yeah. A lot of people don't remember that. And I'm giving away, we giving away our age, but I don't care. But I've been technically with, I know, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't care, man. I, I love it. I embrace it, bro. The series, I embrace it. But I got with them in 2001. So I've seen the company grow. And I've gone through so many different phones. But I didn't really start getting into the Android game. It had to have been, and I might be wrong. I'm going to say past like 2000, and I might be wrong, past like 2000, maybe 11, 12, because I was also in the whole, um, ah, what was the phone? The the Nextels. I was in the Nextel game. But once I left all that, I was able to get myself an Android. But I haven't had no real issues with it, you know, except maybe like a month ago, I had to switch out mine, but I was able to get the same one. But other than that, I haven't had no real issues with my, my Android, you know, and mine, the, the problem I had with mine is it was something minor. It was something with, um, I think something with the hardware, but other than that, people, I don't know, people swear up and down that our phones are, are horrible. And I'm like, what's so bad? People, like my argument is that people like put iPhones on a pedestal and they put Androids like it's trash and it's not the case. To me, my Android does just what iPhone does. So I that's why I wanted to ask you, um, you know, why did you so leave it, all it of a sudden? It's just one of them situations where it's like when you've been using the, the one product for so long, you've been buying the phones over and over and over again. It wasn't one thing. It wasn't like there was a problem. Right. Because look, I mean, if you went in my room right now and look, you'd see that I don't like it's almost embarrassing. I look like I'm like a fucking like crazy person. I have like five different Android phones all around my room, bro, for content creation. They're just old phones. Right. You know what I'm saying? That like, you know, either I bought I, I bought I buy refurbished phones sometimes. I, I have another iPhone that's I had, a, I had a refurbished iPhone that I bought that I used to use. I gave it to cyber. Right. You know what I'm saying? To use for his content and whatnot. Because I've got so many other phones now that I have the iPhone. I didn't need another one. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, every time I have an Android phone and like something goes wrong with it over the past, I just convert it over. It just, it, it, it frees up memory on my main phone, right? And I use so many different apps for so many, so many different things. Yeah. You know? Plus, I like to, um, since we, we do, what we do with the folks at the NFC is Bleeding Edge. Is we basically do uh basically we do a lot of um episodical TV series has become our main thing really like you know at any given time like um JJ knows we might be reviewing like three different TV series in one week right you know like we scaled back from four shows a week to three recently just because of my own mental health and like physical health and well being whatnot and everything I needed the, the time off um and um we me and JJ talked about it already I, like I you know I went back to um weekly therapy. Uh, for the first time in my life and probably, fuck, I don't know, uh, four years. So, you know what I'm saying? If not more, five years since I've actually ever had, since I've had to go back to that form of therapy where it's like, you know, we got straight weeks. But luckily I have a great therapist where like, we really only do like three out of the four, you know, a, a meetings a month because every, at least one time during the month, I'm out. like. 
going to the movies or something for like the show for a movie that we're going to review or whatever. Right. Um, obviously if there's a Marvel movie. I've got to go watch it. If it happens, it comes on a Tuesday night when I have therapy, you get what I'm saying. If I'm out on a date, right. That's what happened the last time that I canceled the session. He don't mind balance is part of our therapy. It's one of the core things that he's pushed me to do. That's why I go out so much more JJ, mm-hmm. because like, yep. you know, we really focused on like, you know, like Jeff, you need to get out of the house. And other creators in cyber were telling me the same thing. Like you can't just do content all the time and whatnot and have that be you your, all, your, all you do. You, you got to like get out. You got to go live. You got to have friends. You got to like, you know, mm-hmm. have Absolutely, hobbies, man. right? Like, yeah. Um, it's good that you bounce back from some, some bad shit, you know, and you know, whatnot and everything and found something that you like mm-hmm. and that you're having success with it and all that and all what, whatnot and everything. But there's, you're not going to continue evolving if um, you don't also evolve, right? what you go about, what, what you do to fulfill your time every day and night, you know? And so, um, at that point, uh, you know, you have a good therapist, I think folks, just for all of you that, you know, kind of play therapy at all, or have had a bad experience with it. If you find one that you can get along with, um, keep them or her, uh, you know what I'm saying? That you can hang with and like tell the truth to. And if you find one that like, you know, pushes balance and part of that balance is going out to have dinner, with a chick or a dude, you know what I mean, or whatever, or going just by yourself to go like walk around at Best Buy, like to get air and go out and like walk around and be around people, right? And because and, and and they consider that therapy, so they don't care if you miss therapy because you're out at Walmart, you know, shopping just to get out and do something, to get out of the house. That's that's a therapist you want to keep. Yeah, when I when I when I was um, doing therapy too. My therapist told me the same thing. You got to have a balance and find more things that you enjoy doing, even if you do it by yourself. So what I started doing, and this was- Me too. Me too. And this, you never have yeah. to tell me that though, because I've always just gone out on my own anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is, I started this maybe a year ago, even before I, I did therapy. Well, I did therapy before, but I jumped back in mid this year. That's how but long ago it's been since we taught, really talked, because I remember when you were first starting therapy. Yeah. Again. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I ended up choosing a day out of the week. I'd leave work and I'd go watch a movie by myself. And I enjoyed it. I do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and But you know what though? Thing, Honestly, uh-huh. I, I don't know who you know what, what your situation is, but I believe you're single, aren't you? No. Oh, you're seeing somebody? I'm married. Oh, you're married. I forgot. I never you're told married. you. I never told you. You probably told me, but I just totally forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, no, 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 bad. Hey, I didn't mean any no. disrespect by that. No. All no, I was going to say no, is, is that, well, no, no I just flipped it around. I'm single. Uh-huh. And what I do is, is um, again, if I have the ener- my right energy, because, um, and we'll talk about it in a second and whatnot, if you want, JJ, you oh, know, yeah. just, just to kind of like, you know, get some of, some of the bleeding edge stuff, you know, back in the conversation. Um, I have a traumatic brain injury and I'm, and I'm physically disabled. So I've got the double whammy, um, folks. Um, uh, JJ knows I've got I've got a, the whole left hemisphere of my of my brain is basically like smashed in and whatnot and everything and whatnot and doesn't really function. It's it, like some of it's still alive, but like it's nothing. You know, there's no way to like measure it. It's basically just dead. So I'm only working with like the right side of my brain. And the baseball bit hit that I took that like uh, that caused it wrapped around and caught some of my right frontal lobe too. So I have like severe brain damage. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just very blessed that, like, God allowed me to, like, walk away from what happened to me and look and be able to present myself and talk the way I do. Because I'm telling you right now, other TBI survivors are not like me. 
know what I'm saying? Like even the high functioning ones and whatnot, everything, they can't flow in society. They might be able to function, but they can't flow in society like I can. They can't get away with like doing the shows we do. You've only got a taste of it before, JJ, of where, you know, I warned you from the jump that you come on our show, it's R-rated, right? But yet YouTube has never said one thing to me about one thing we've ever done. No platform ever has. No complaints, no nothing. And I say crazy shit. I talk about fucking chicks that have that made, that have been in the Special Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Wait, you 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 have? Yeah, I've oh, used shit. the N word before, publicly. Uh, yeah, why why not, man? Come on, why well, get black guests that come on and whatnot, and they're all using the word whatnot, everything. What do you? I can't help it if it slips out. I'm from New York. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. I'm saying the N word, bro. Come on, the fuck. Yeah, no. <laughs> I had you on but, that one though, huh? Yeah, no, I was like, I don't remember nah, that, bro. No, I dropped it one time on TikTok one time as a parody because I didn't like uh, – I dude, what happened to me that night, whatnot and everything, the use of that word, it haunts me. You know, yeah. for the rest, it'll haunt me for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? And and, and uh, so, no, I don't like to, to be honest with you. As long as it's just like in conversation, I can handle it. But like yeah. if it's used repugnantly or whatever whatnot, with what happened to me and whatnot and everything, it's very off-putting to me. But let me ask you. I, I'm not trying to, you know, do – very, or go around what you were saying before, but you you say you hooked up with a chick that was in the Special Olympics. I did. I begged a chick that was in the Special Olympics. Like, okay, so what was like what was her issue? Physical or she had um d- uh, mental uh, mental de- development issues. But, okay, um, but she was with it. You know what I'm saying? Whatnot, like it was consensual and everything and whatnot, right? Like she was an adult. Yeah, you know, obviously. You know what I mean? Whatnot. It was good, dude. She enjoyed it. <laughs> I gave her the gold medal. You know what I'm saying? My own special Olympics. I gave her my own medal. I gave her the gold medal for fucking slutting it out for me. Yeah, dude, I, you know, oh, bro, as fuck, man. You didn't know. You didn't know I got down like that. Now you didn't tell me. No, you. We, we've talked now. We've oh, talked man. about some stuff. I'm telling you, you, you didn't tell me. You wouldn't even believe it if you see some of the things I've said on YouTube, bro. I am so yeah, you didn't tell me that. Nah, you'd be amazed at what you wouldn't get away with, bro. As long as you do it the right way. And we kill it with the with females too. Like, I mean, if other YouTubers knew what we do analytically with women, they'd be like, some of them wouldn't want to collaborate with us. I think they'd be so jealous because <laughs> they're lucky if they can have three percent. They don't have women on their shows yeah. like I do. Yeah, you know what we I'm talk, yeah, and we talk you know, about it. Man. We always have a bod, so it's yeah. like you know, it makes me laugh when people like when 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 I get called out like on social media platforms and whatnot because of like some of the things I say. Mm-hmm. by certain people whatnot everything uh or like the way i talk uh, like online when i try to set up collaborations and uh try to people try to eat off me right which does happen folks you'll find out jj down the road if you get successful at all people will try to eat off you it does happen um pretty quick too they see the opportunity especially if they know you from years in content creation right and they know that mm-hmm. you've got impulsivity issues like i do because yeah. my ei right and I can be set like that. I will, and I am that dude that will just like literally on Twitter or X. Like if you talk shit about me or, or call me out on something, I will just jump on and make a video right mm-hmm. back at you. I don't like testing or messaging, as you know, so I'm not going to take the time oh. for that shit. Yeah. And they know that, so they try to trap me, but they can't get me, bro. I'm too smooth. Now I'm gonna go backwards, and then we're gonna go back forward. Okay, when you. Oh man, that sounds like an acid trip I had one time. I went backwards and then forwards and shit. Oh. <laughs> when you um, I want to see how I want to word this. Okay, once 
Well, I opened up the can of worms about what happened to me and whatnot and everything. Would you want me to like flush that out? Well, no, but I'm not, well, that's why I say we're going to go backwards and go forward. Okay. After your recovery, how hard was it for you to get back into your regular routine of life? And then after we talk about that, then we'll explain what happened. Yeah. Define regular routine of life, like taking care like of your myself. Every, your, your everyday function. Like your everyday, okay. you know, they everyday take my life. space and whatnot, everything, taking care yeah. of my responsibilities and whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I took right off the, right off the bat. I took right off because, again, I'm blessed. Like not, not a lot of TBI survivors, and I know this from years of going to TBI survivor support community groups and events and whatnot, right? Very few TBI survivors were able to walk away from whatever happened to them, whatever blow they took to their head, whatever fall, you know what I mean, whatever, you know what I'm saying, ever happened, whatever car accident. They a lot. Most of us don't drive, right? Well, I drove the, back home the day from the hospital. I left I, after I walked out of the guy in my coma and shit and whatnot and everything, and you know, got out of the hospital. I drove home. So, like, you know, again, I'm very blessed, but. uh no, I took right to it. Once I got away from that girl that I got stuck with for a while there and whatnot, everything that kind of took, you know, took advantage of me. And um, I was taking care of Isabella, my daughter, you know, raising her still and whatnot. Everything kind of trapped for a little bit. Like a lot of dudes end up stuck, trapped sometimes with chicks. It happens, not just me. Um, once I got away from her, I was allowed to be independent and live with my family and make my own decisions and whatnot. And I got into therapy. Um, and I got help from, you know, all the different other therapy I needed and whatnot, like speech therapy. I needed more of that, right? Cognitive therapy and whatnot. And I threw myself into all that for a couple months. I was eager to like rest- have a life again. You know what I'm saying? So like, I was like, you know, as much as energetic as, as you can be when you've been through, you know, you got the issues going on medically that I have going on. Um, I know it's funny because people assume, cause I don't tell everybody that I'm disabled. Uh, I just, it just depends on the flow of the conversation that I have with the other creators and whatnot, whether I just will bring it up or not. Um, sometimes other people on the show will tell other creators and whatnot that I'm disabled. Uh, if they ask them, you know, like, what do I do or whatever, whatnot. Sometimes people are inquisitive as to like what my whole deal is. Cause I don't talk about my personal life that much. Just like, you know, when I, you know, the chicks I bang and shit, um, the threesomes I do, uh, you know, all that. Um, but either way, uh, Bottom line, no. Um, basically, I, I, I was able – in my recovery, I was able to basically uh, – the hardest thing for me was, was integrating myself back into society and meeting women again. And like I didn't have sex for over four years at one point, right? So I was afraid. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like that was a stumbling block because I was impulsive, right? Like I – you know, like um, – and uh, I would meet women and like you know, blow them up with test messages. Bam, 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 bam. You know what I mean? Like mundane shit, like nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? Just like me venting because like they didn't call me when they were supposed to call me or whatever, right? You know what I'm saying? Or blew me off on the night we were supposed to hang out and bang or whatever, right? You know what I'm saying? We already talked about it and whatnot. And then it comes, of course, you turn out the next day, it turns out that the chick left her phone on her couch or whatever because she had to take her mom to the hospital. Some type, that kind of jazz. You know what I mean? And whatnot. So you know you're out at that point. Like you're not hitting that shit. It's over. You already blew her up with test messages and whatnot. I was doing stuff like that. I was impulsive. So therapy helped me with that. I had to learn how to be patient again, right? You don't learn have to learn how to be patient in life. It just comes to you to, to whatever degree you have it in life. It's innate, right? It's born in us. And then it, it, based off of life experience 
and our own genetics and our own personal you know characteristics we form our own levels of patience right so i had to just relearn how to be patient again like by actually individualizing it and specifically addressing it in my everyday experiences with and interactions with people i had to learn to shut my mouth listen to people better right and i used to have a card that i would keep in my wallet that said things like i learned in my from my cognitive therapy coach um hats off to you jim appreciate you uh well i would just write on there like um you know uh you know take a deep breath um walk away um you know keep your mouth shut uh you know things like that just things to remind myself um you know Think, put other people before yourself. Um, things to remind myself in public when I would get impatient at a gas station, right? Because there was a long line or something like that and whatnot. And somebody was doing like tickets, lotto tickets or something like that or whatever and whatnot to remind myself, um, you know, to stay in check. And I'm doing a lot better ever since then. I can tell you that right now because I gave that card away to a woman at, at, uh, at CVS a couple weeks ago that was obviously like having a really rough time. But not everything. Well, I walked up to her when she got done with her thing at CVS, and I just like stopped her and whatnot and everything. And I gave her my card, and I was like, "I, th- I really think you could use this." You know what I'm saying? What not? Like, you know, um, you know, and uh, I, I just gave her the card and um, asked her to read it, and she read it, and um, she understood immediately. Like, what you know? I'm like, I've been through some stuff myself, you know um friend my friend you know whatever you know like um this this has helped me before like you should you know keep that keep this close and so she took my card or whatnot and everything and like now i don't have it anymore um so i guess that means progress right major progress man um it was only hanging in my wallet for years as just a memento yeah I i didn't need it anymore after a couple months so Describe what happened leading up to your your injury. Oh, it's, it was very simple. I just was living a, a life just like anybody else. That maybe it was a little bit different in that, like I was a single custodial parent that raised his own his own daughter, um, right? Uh, which yeah, does obviously I'm that it's not the norm. Um, and uh, but, you know, but again, there are other single fathers like myself that I've met and whatnot. So we're out there. It's not just me, and I'm, I'm aware of that. But um, I'm very proud of the fact that I that I did that. Um, but bottom line, uh, I had another son with another woman. Um, and you know, I've, all I did, I was just, I had a career and, and I had two children and like anybody else. And I was doing well in life. Um, pretty successful. And, um, long story short, I was out one night, uh, celebrating cause I had two really big job interviews coming up in my career. And, um, basically, uh, a group of white racists that had been drinking all day long and were friends with the security and like the, um, the staff of the, uh, uh, bar establishment that we stopped at for cocktails after we had dinner, uh, together, my, um, my, uh, African-American best friend, his, uh, white wife and, uh, my friends of benefits. That was my date with me that night. And, um, when we were at the bar, um, the security, uh, pulled us out and, uh, tossed us right to the racist. And like, basically, uh, they were wanting to kill Pat, uh, my best friend, just as he was black. They didn't like the white wife. And, um, so I took, uh, you know, I just did what I, what I had to do. I did what, what you do when you're me and you're born and raised from New York or whatnot and everything. And like, I wasn't going to let them have my friend. Right. 
So, you know, I did what I had to do when I, I put myself out in front of him when they finally posseed up and shit and whatnot. And um, I took him on one on six um, and squared him up, right? And just was like, apologize to my friend. After I tried to like de-escalate everything and whatnot and try to get remove my friend from the situation, I couldn't. RDD was my date. She had the keys to the car. She was out there and in, in, still inside for the, waiting in line for the woman's bathroom. You know how that is. So, you know, like at the end of the night, right? Um, so, I mean, I, there was no, I really hadn't had that many choice. And unfortunately, uh, it wasn't good enough. They couldn't just fight me six on one. Um, one of them had to come from behind me and hit me with an aluminum baseball bat across the side of my head. And that was it for me. Like my life will never be the same after that. And um, when I fell on the ground unconscious, the rest of them like jumped me, like they savaged me. I woke up getting kicked in the face and like I had people on their ground on the ground on their knees, just like these white fucking devil racist man, fucking like just kidney punching me and shit and whatnot and everything, right? The security letting it happen. And they all and they even all walked too because the corrupt ass police department believed the stupid fucking bar people when they told them that. It's just a bar fight. It's unfortunate the guy got hit with a baseball bat. So that's my story. I'm sticking to and where, it. And where was this at? This happened over here in Southwest Florida in Sarasota County where I live. And basically, long story short, this happened because one of your friends who's black. Was black. Yeah, they didn't like the fact that he was black. And they were all racist. So he had a white wife with him. Yeah. So basically, you have two two scenarios. And also, also, it was obviously he was my best friend. Like, we'd been there together a couple of times. I wasn't. He was known there. I wasn't. I'd only been there twice before. And there'd never been any drama. Um, but, um, basically, yeah, they didn't like him. Um, one of the bartenders even said in her statement to the police that like, she didn't like him for whatever reason. Why would you even say that? Right. So like, um, yeah, they just tossed us right to them. The security did that was on. And, um, I'm telling you right now, uh, like it's, it's, a, it's, a, I don't, I, 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 for, I've forgiven those people, um, as best I can but I'll never be able to completely forgive them. And me and God can work that out in heaven. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll square that out. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to believe that he understands that like, you know, it's hard for me to completely just forgive these people for what they took from me. Of course. My relationships with my children will never be the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not the same person I used to be. And that's how, how I became a content creator. Dude, like, but like I, I lost know, pieces man. of myself. It, you know it's... what I'm saying? No, so, yeah, I won't lie to you. There's a part of me that would love. I, I, I can name one of the people involved. His name is Joshua Barnes. He's the one with the bat. I'll never forget his name because in, in the eight years of civil litigation following, every piece of paper, legal document that would come would always have his name on the front cover, right? As a part of the case, right? So, like, um, I know where he's at and everything and whatnot. And what I wouldn't give for a hypothetical situation where I could not get arrested and take him on one on one because he's like 5'2, 120, so for wet, right? So you already know what I'd do with him. Like my disabled ass, bro, crippled the bro. I would fucking, I would do, I would eviscerate his ass with no baseball bat. I'd love to, I'd just love to have five minutes with him in a room. So I could just pay him back real quick and whatnot, bro. You feel me? Old school, like New York style. So basically, like I said, I'm in big, I'm sorry. Basically what, what you said was you're minding your own business. Yeah, they approached, I said we were just having, they, having, a good, having a good time. And they approached your friend? We didn't know who they were, no. And they approached him? They didn't approach us. The security tossed us right to them. 
they parked their car three 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 spots from they knew which truck we were in which car we were in they parked their truck three spaces next to us and everything it was all one big setup by the bar and then that's some crazy the security let them savage me and all for what like (laughs) to kill me i guess because i mean i was the one that was like you know you ain't gonna have my friend Plus, Pat was a little bit staggered, you know what I'm saying, whatnot. When, like, when, when I was about to go down, I looked over at him, and he was a little bit barred out along with a couple of drinks. We didn't have that much to drink, right? We didn't. The my, I paid the bar tab. It was only like for all four of us for the three hours plus we were there till closing. The bar tab was only like $113. That's not much, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like um, we didn't drink that much, but he was he he was barred out. He had a little bit of a lean to him. So I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to just jump, cut right in there, and you know what I'm saying? In the, in the fleet of the heat of the moment, the whole thing happened so quick. But I've always been JJ. I've always been good in them spots. That's the only reason why I felt comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, taking them on the way I did. Obviously, I knew the odds weren't good for me. You know what I mean and whatnot. But Pat, I mean Pat's a big boy. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, I wouldn't be buddies like that and whatnot. Be blood brothers and shit with a dude that couldn't handle his business, right? I gotta like be best friends with some pussy. I'm sorry, bro, but like dudes out there and whatnot and everything, but I just ain't doing it. If you can't handle your business with your fists and shit and whatnot and everything, we can't get down like that. We can record together and shit and whatnot and all that, right? And like, it's cool. But like, yeah. If you can't defend yourself in a fucking squ- in a scrap, then we ain't gonna be buddies. I don't know, bro. It's like... What are you gonna I do, man? I had to take one for the team, so I did. And like, yeah. bottom line, the silver lining is that it got me into contact creation. And that gave me something to do. It gave me a purpose in life when I had no purpose. So just imagine what that must be like to have something. I like commend something you like for that. it. I commend you for it, man. But it just always bothers me when you hear ignorant people like that. It's just well, you know, you know, what, you know that it took a lot for me. You know what I'm saying? So like, you yeah, know. of course. And that's just it's it's, it's it's why do you think my best friend saw me twice and then I've never seen him again? My big, like I said, my biggest thing is. If I'm somewhere or whatever, if I'm minding my own business, I'm not bothering you. There's no reason for you to come bother me. That's just it. But what you said, that's just a whole different thing, man. It's it's, it's always going to be ignorant ass people out there or that racist bullshit. And uh, like, that whole situation is just ridiculous. I'd have to go. Yeah. It take me an hour to explain all the everything that all that really. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just it's fucking ignorant, man. It's like at this point of life, it's like, man, people should just. Be and do whatever the fuck they want to do. I can tell you right now, if that happened in New York, those people never would have walked away like that. They would have went to prison. No, no, no. Yeah, New York is a whole different beast. Um, but yeah, man. Now, fast forwarding. What are some minor effects that you feel from your TBI? Oh, um, again, that's another one where I can, you know, it's an expansive conversation. Um, traumatic brain injury is considered to be like the worst, the worst thing you can possibly get disability wise. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want a TBI. You know, I mean, um, it affects everything, man. Like, you know I mean? I'm like, it, uh, you know, I have neurological delays and whatnot and everything. Right. Like I don't talk like I used to talk. That's why I stutter at times. Um, my cadence isn't, isn't as good as it used to be. My vocabulary is limited now compared to what it used to be. My IQ drops like staggeringly of what happened to me like i had all the psycho the, the neuropsychological examinations done on whatnot and everything i had to in my lawsuit and um so i can't read as well as i used to like i used to be a huge reader um i can't read as well now because i just get neurologically overwhelmed 
I can only consume so much. You know what I mean? I've learned, I'm trying to switch over to audio books because that's a little bit easier for me, like neurologically to like take in and be able to digest it and whatnot and re actually retain information from it so I can move on with the book. Right. And not have to go back and like re-re-re-read shit and whatnot or whatever or highlight things and all that kind of crap. That's just the kind of stuff you've got to do when you're high functioning TBI like I am. And again, we're rare. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's kind of a like a, a rough situation because when you're high functioning traumatic brain injury survivor like I am or other ones, um, we're cognizant of like the things we've lost. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we see it, we know our deficiencies, right? Your average TBI survivor out there or whatnot has no idea like what they've lost. They can't grasp it. It's just too much for them. Um, their their fear of in flight, you know, complex kicks in and whatnot and everything, right? And they can't neurologically process concepts like the loss of like, you know, for instance, you know, bandmate, right? My favorite band. You know that that bandmate's important to me because I lost my desire to listen to music for like a long time, like seven, eight years. It was just not a part of my life. And now I'm lucky. God, you know, God blessed me with the ability internally to where um, I'm wired to where I could just like, I could make peace with it internally and just say, you know what? That part of my life is gone, right? I'll be lucky. I'll be blessed if it comes back. But like, I need to just accept the fact that like, I'm never going to be able to have that as a part of my life again to where I'm going to be like into new bands. Or like want to go to a concert again. That's yeah. I need to just accept that and move on and take and take what I have and enjoy it. Um, well, luckily, thank God, you know, and I've told you that story. Um, you know, a reactor called Ryan Meir on YouTube happened to put a couple of reaction videos up of Bandmade. And um, here I am now. I've got a favorite band and I've seen them live. And ever since I went to that first concert, that Rockville was Cyber festival over in daytona beach now we're doing it annually we're going again this year and um freaking uh i bought a bass guitar recently and guess who i reached out to and whatnot and everything for advice on which one to buy who ryan mir nice the reactor and whatnot and everything that fucking like i that did those bandmate reaction videos and basically brought music back to my life because we're buddies now man it's not dope okay. He came on the show, dude. I told you before about it, whatnot, everything. And I told him before the show, I didn't want to embarrass him during the show. I'm like, the reason I've been stalking your ass to get you, get you on, whatnot, right? We were covering some DC shit. It was right when Gunn came in and took over DC. And um, it turns out he's into that kind of stuff. That was what that was what I needed to talk about or like bring up to get him on. He's a busy guy, right? He reacts to and like covers like and live streams like with a group of people that cover all that J-Rock, J-Metal stuff and whatnot that's real popular. And that UK stuff too, that, you know, that European metal and rock that's coming out um, from like fucking Sweden and shit like that. Well, not all these countries you never think you get, like ha you have metal bands coming out of. Um, either way, uh, uh, bottom line, um, I told them in the studio, I'm like, yeah, man, the reason I've been stalking you to get you on the show is because literally like you're the reason why like I have that poster behind me now. Like without you, I wouldn't have a favorite band. So, like, we don't get have need to get into the whole, like, you know, schematics of it, whatnot, everything, right? But, like, this wouldn't be response. I would, this wouldn't be possible if not for you. Yeah. So, you know, I told him, like, you restored my, like, my desire and love for music, bro. That's big. It is. It is. He didn't know what to say, man. He was embarrassed. It was humbling, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, li listen, it's, it's, this is what it's about. 
you know, we said it earlier. This is what it's about, man. Collabing, you know, and oh yeah, you know, working together. <laughs> and even and that's the cool thing too is that like now Ryan's only been on the bleeding edge the one time, right? And he's a reactor, so like I'm not a part of his whole group, his whole crew, whatnot. The gauging guys, whatever, whatnot, where they do lives and talk. I don't know about. I don't know music that well. Yeah, and I don't know about all these J rock, J metal bands like they do whatnot. Ryan just went to Japan, right? I hit him up when he would. That's when he gave me the advice when he on the base. He was in Japan on vacation with his family, just just there doing shows, mm-hmm. taking in shows every night, checking out the local band scene and whatnot in Japan, right? In Okinawa or whatever, whatnot. I want to go there, man. It's on my like travel bucket list. It's funny. So I, okay, I said this maybe like maybe like a year, two, three years ago, that when I hit forty. I want to go to Japan and do some studying for like a week or two. And lo and behold, with next three or four months, I'll be 40. Um, but it's it's still on my to-do, man, because I, I want to do something for my 40th. I'd like to um, live there, man. I already told you I'd like to just live there. I'd like to yeah. I, I, I'm the type that when I go on vacation, even as a kid, I'd go to from the Florida, right? And I'd be like, you know what? I'd just stay here. I'd like to just stay here. When me and my nice wife would go to like South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, and we lived in North Carolina, I'd be yeah. like, oh, Mandy, I loved it. I only wanted to leave here. We should just get a condo here or whatever, whatnot, and everything, and just stay here. Right. And I was gonna and I was gonna say, I know you wanna try to, I know you wanna try to get some of those uh Japanese females over there. Don't even front. Oh well I mean well I do. <laughs> yes, it's true. But like no, it just seems like a dope place to be. And it's like yeah. why bother just going there for a week or two when I know I'm gonna love it. And like yeah, I, yeah. I love, and, and like one thing I still can do is adventure, right? Like there's a lot of stuff I can't do that's off the table for me now. Like you know what I'm saying, physically, whatnot, everything that maybe I would have liked to have done in my age, you know, the age I'm at, like you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's things I can still do. And one of them is adventure and travel, right? And thank God, like again, like I'm very lucky and blessed. I have the the financial means to be able to do it. And like you know, I know that I can afford to live in Japan for two years, right? Yeah. And like, it would be very, it would be, I, I enjoy the challenge, the challenge aspect of just being immersed in there, of in that bitch and having to learn the language. Yeah. To be, able to, to be able to assimilate enough to be able to fucking like conduct my life and eat every day and whatnot and pay my bills, pay my rent and shit and whatnot and pay my electric or whatever and whatnot and all that crap. Man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to consider it soon um, because I haven't heard anything. And I mean, I haven't heard anything about going over there as a bad thing like you you i've researched it living there it's not that hard to do yeah i've heard like i said i heard some good stories about over there like it's you need about 35 to 40 grand a year income to be able to like live sufficiently and whatnot everything and comfortably there yeah the rent apartment whatnot everything and yeah your cost your cost living expenses and whatnot and all that you you need about 30 you need about 35 40 grand a year that's it Mm. yeah so if you go over there 50, 60, you're pretty, you're pretty good, man. Oh, yeah. Then, I mean, that's if you want to party and play. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have, you got to squeeze in a little bit of that. You have oh, of to. course. If you're over there. What? Yes. Yes. Without a doubt, man. Oh, you got all kinds Without of options and stuff like you didn't even know you had, huh? Well, I mean, hey, man, I say, I say, I say we do it, you know? No, I, say we I mean, with it. your video options, I saw you switching stuff around.
What's up, everyone? This is JJ. Listen, I'm always wanting to try to engage with you all. But some of you are still so shy. Please don't be shy. I'm not going to bite. Hit me up on IG, lifepodcast underscore 84. However, if you don't want to hit me on IG, you want to hit me through email, that's fine. You can hit me at thisisthelifepodcast84 at gmail.com. Again, this is the life podcast 84 at gmail.com. IG, Instagram, hit me, life podcast underscore 84. Come on, y'all. Let's be live. Let's be active. Love. All right. So, picking up where me and Jeff left off, we were talking about Japan, going over there, having fun, just living life, doing whatever over there. Obviously, as long as it's legal, because I ain't trying to get arrested over there. But, Jeff, I remember you said you would just pick up and leave from, I don't, I from don't Florida. Want to, I, do want, I do not want to experience the Japanese uh, legal system. Why not? Uh, as a foreigner, <laughs> I don't see myself working out well in court, right? Like, especially uh, with my personality. Yeah. Can you imagine my fucking, like, they're going to like that shit, bro. They like, they, <laughs> they like, they like, they like, they like meet people. They like people that are like them, that are like, you know, more yeah. calm. I've, I've uh-huh. learned that from other my research. Okay. Right? Because there's YouTubers out there from Japan that, that can speak English that, that actually make videos where they talk about, like, why there's actually a bad reputation right now currently in Japan of foreigners from, like, you know, from the, from the West coming over and kind of just doing whatever the fuck they want over there. Pardon my French. Just doing whatever. You yeah, know, like, good. On like, this it, platform, like, say whatever. <laughs> like taking advantage, like taking advantage, like taking advantage of them uh-huh. and, their, and their cultures, almost right. This yeah. isn't something that's like widespread, but there are people out there that have reacted, you know, made videos and said, "This is why it's sort of been isolated." Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but either way, no, I would just, I would, if it wasn't such a big process, it is such a big jump to move to, especially it's one thing to move to Canada if you're in the U.S. That's one thing, right? It's a pretty seamless process. It really isn't that difficult. You can even just go to Canada and start living there if you want to, right? And and literally do your all, your whole citizenry switch or whatever. Get your you know get your shit set up your visa while mm-hmm. you're there. That's how lenient yeah. they are. But like Japan ain't like that, right? You got to actually have your stuff together when you come in, and you got you have to have your money right. You know that. Yeah, absolutely. Because right? you ain't gonna be yeah. working over there, uh, you know. And not everybody's fit out to be a translator. Uh, you know, help teach out kids. You know, teach English and whatnot. You got to be able to speak Japanese. Mm-hmm. And the language barrier is huge, so that's my only my own impediment, right? That and the fact of like you know, as I haven't done all the research I need to do in terms of what I what am I going to do there? How am I going to make content there and, and still make it here with my with my team and whatnot and all that, right? Mm-hmm. There's lots still to flush out. Yeah, I don't want to give up on the, on our on our team and the bleeding edge just because I want to go uh, just because I have something on my bucket list that I want to scratch. I ain't dying anytime soon. You feel me? No, right? no, no. No, yeah. so uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to put pressure on myself. But no, it's, it's. Um, I guess to, to, to kind of wrap it up with that, it's. Um, I think it's nice. I think you know, I'm 41 years old, and I think it's nice. Yeah, you I'm, old man. Well, I'm young in content creation. I'll shut up, man. <laughs> um, nah, I'm, yeah, because I'm right behind you. I'll be 40. I'll be 40 in March. So I'm, I'm coming. I know. Right, right behind you in the, in the, in the race. So you know. 
Oh, we talked about that already, man. A little yeah. Bit. Um, I'm a, I got my first pair of bivocals the other day. I'm not even wearing them. I got I got used to this whole deal. Now we're gonna switch my glasses over. Every time I sit in front of these fucking part, part, hey. part of these laptops, you see myself yeah. checking myself. I don't guess like that that, that often. It's like these that much. So like you know my normal. Like, uh-huh. right? I'm like I'm, I'm 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 my normal gut check to myself while I kind of clean myself up automatically. It's not really there. I'm kind of just. It's like me. You know, I, I never, I mean, I've always wore glasses. I think I first got these pair and actually no lie. These glasses you see right now, because ladies and gentlemen, me and Jeff are doing video. So that's why you're hearing us talk like this, but these glasses right here, I'm not going to lie to you. These are my only, like I've had these since 2011. What? Yeah. Now. Okay. So let and me explain and, that. And wait a minute. You're telling me they're still holding up and you can still see. Yes. It. Well, but let me tell you what's happened. Okay, so I first got them around in college. However, I have a backup pair. So I did, and I think when I, okay, I did a focus group. I did this focus group, I think in 2000, let me think, 18. And part of the focus group was they needed people with prescription eyeglasses. I submitted my information. I qualified. So the long, long story short, this focus group was about, I think it, they broke it up into like three parts. So I had to meet back and forth for like, I think three days at the end, on top of them giving us cash, they gave us the glasses because they needed our real prescription, our eye uh, prescription. So at the end they go, all right, you know what guys, we're going to give you a surprise. Those glasses, they're actually glasses, glasses, keep them. And we're like, for real? Like, yes, keep them. They're yours. So now I technically have two pair. So I use my, my eyeglasses for when I'm on the computer doing podcasts or just, you know, working things like that. But I don't go around every day with eyeglasses. So my, my sight. Well, no, you weren't wearing, when you were on the show the other night, you weren't wearing them, right? Uh, you know what? I think I, no, no, I don't think I did. No, nah, I didn't wear them because so I, I would. I, I pay attention, bro. I don't matter whether I'm on the panel or moderating. Right? Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm, that. That don't think that I'm just like over here, whatever, in my own world or whatever. Whatnot. I'm. No, always, I know. I'm always watching that panel, whether I'm on it's it or just, not. It's just the fact that, like, the angle that you're in, you're you're like if if somebody's seeing your angle, it looks like you're looking the other way. But like you said, in reality, you're looking at us. It's just you're the. That is a, you know, I just like to change up my angles. Like all the, oh, yeah. why not use it? Right. Yeah. It's all, it's all right there. I might as well throw it up. You know, Yeah, no, no, that's smart. That's smart. But yeah, I, I have these, like I said, um, I mostly use them for reading. And when I'm on the computer for long, because what was happening, if I'm on the computer reading or doing anything for a long period of time and I don't have my glasses, I start getting headaches. You're short sighted. So, so you're short sighted. Yeah. Right? Yeah, short sighted. See, I, I'm near. I'm I'm long, I'm long distance sighted. So that's and, the what far. See, I always get that I'm, shit. I'm far. I'm far sighted, right? So okay. here's the deal, yeah. right? Like my like the, the the and they'd already warned me about me turning forty at my last eye exam uh-huh. that, that I should I I could expect some deterioration in my eyesight. Well, I I talked to you about this already. Remember, I told you I couldn't make. I I started taking my glasses off. Remember, I took them off. Yeah. Third Back to the Future because I couldn't, uh-huh. I couldn't make out what was happening on the screen. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't read anything. Couldn't make out any of the small letters. Couldn't make out people's faces. Right. And this has been happening to me the last couple of months now. It's been frustrating the crap out of me. It's been hard to get an eye appointment mm-hmm. down here in Southwest Florida. Like they're they're lined up. Like they're stacked. Yeah. They're, they're backed up, man. I call people and they're like, "Yeah, 
we can get you in after Christmas. I'm now like, what? You, now you had, I'm trying to think, before your TBI incident, were you wearing glasses or no? I'm like you. I, well, I mean, I started young. I think my first pair was when I was probably second grade. Second. Then I oh. did contacts. I tried to, uh-huh. I, I, did, I did contacts for the longest time, right? Okay. Um, like, um, you know, because back then it, I was a kid, so it didn't occur to me that I could, ha- I could do both. Mm-hmm. Once I got older, I did both simultaneously. Okay. And then I just got tired of the of the having to deal with the contact crap, okay. taking them out at yeah. night, putting them in the case, all that. You know what I mean? Cleaning them, all uh-huh. that. I got tired so, of it, so I just I've, I've stuck with glasses ever since. And I like how I look now in them. So a couple things, and and when you mentioned elementary, I forgot there was a point when I wore glasses. I wore glasses in. Um, Seventh grade, no six. I think I've, six, yeah. seventh grade. Okay. I've always I, had bio, I've always had bad eyesight, which is funny, isn't it? Because neither one of my parents wore glasses. Oh, isn't that strange? Okay. Yeah, because both mine wear them. <laughs> yeah, is that weird? My dad uses readers, right? Like I have now. It's a dialogue okay. by vocals. He has readers, uh-huh. but like it, it's a big change, man. I mean, it sounds simple, folks, but like all of a sudden, I've got two pairs of glasses, which I'm normal to. Because I always buy two pairs because they always have to buy two, you know, for 180 or 120 crap at the mm-hmm. places. Yeah. So I always get two pairs. Plus, I like to have a different style between them. Okay. Now I have two different pairs that I have to use for two different purposes. Okay. And I'm just used to – this has happened. So I'm just used to getting to the fact that, like, I have to remember now when I play video games, right, mm-hmm. I got I to put these on. I got to put the buy vocals on. When I sit here, I got to put the buy vocals on because my normal tendency is just to wear one pair. One pair. Yeah. It's a bitch, right? It's amazing how these little things can. And see, I have mine. Like I said, yeah. Some people are probably like, "Damn, how do he? How do? How do you keep a pair of glass sun um sunglasses? Shit, a pair of eyeglasses that long." So for one, I got Ray Bans, and if you don't know Ray Bans, they're they're a great, to me they're a great brand. Okay, and I thought second, maybe it was because you didn't see you haven't seen as many ugly, unattractive women as I have. Of course, that time you know what I'm saying or not, and somehow like that that increased the durability of the glasses. You know what I'm saying? Because like seeing them like really nasty looking, like only attractive yeah. women, women, they'll really fuck up your shit. You know what I mean? Like they'll really stunt you. So yeah, you know, yeah, nah, man. Hedge on that one, JJ. I know. Yeah, that, that was folks, funny. Folks, you gotta be funny to make JJ like crack, even crack, even crackle a little bit, or whatnot. So like basically, like what I just did to him. Was like shit that makes people fall out in other situations. That's how. That's how. That's how durable like his he is. The humor. <laughs> you gotta really stick it to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta hit me sometimes with it, you know. <laughs> but no, um, that's because yeah, you, you're so driven, bro. Yeah, I mean, hey, no, nah, I, I love listen, man. I, I love a good laugh or two, man. It's just like I said, you know, it, it's funnier when you're talking to other people, you know. Um, Oh Some God! Makes... That's about to tell you was you should have been on the, the part two end game review we did, bro. You want to talk? I'm gonna send you a link. You want to talk about a fun show, bro? To be on, like a kind of show where, like, at the end of it, after two hour, half hours, or whatever, whatnot, you're like, God damn! Yeah, like, I'm glad I did that. Right? Like, I needed yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I needed to exercise. You know that friendship, that companionship, right? Deal, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With other, with other people, whether they're men or women, it just happen to be all men. This time, right? You know, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. we like to keep it real and keep the ladies on the, on the panels too. But uh, no, we just had a great show, bro. Great flow. Mm. Math, Matthew from Down Under. You know them Australian dudes, Australian people, man. They get down. Yeah. Oh they, yeah. They don't, they don't play, man. Every single one of them I meet, they're good people, bro. We no, hey, that. They're all they, good they, people. They, they're friendly, man. Like they're yeah. super friendly. 
They're and so laid that. back. They're so laid back. Yeah, I love the accents, man. That that's what gets me. Oh, man, I know. I love the accents. Me too. It's cool, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, man. They're really. I, I've I've met a few. They they're really nice people, man. Like honestly, like it, it adds if, to it adds to Matthew's humor a lot. His accent, it's fun. Okay. Him being from Australia, you can just I can you know me I can crack jokes all day. Especially like, with the kangaroos, man. I want to fight. You know, I want to fight a kangaroo, bro. That's my <laughs> shit. I gotta do it, bro. You don't get it. Like I want to do it. It's real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, if I fight other dudes, I might get locked up or whatever or get charged or whatever or whatnot for beating up. If I, if I fight a kangaroo... They'll probably lock you up over there for that shit, right? Well, probably, you imagine, probably, yeah. That's what I'm thinking, if, yeah. Yeah, if you just public, public... I mean, I'd have to talk to the kangaroo in person first to make sure we could, like, go yeah. back to 7-Eleven real quick. You feel me? Like, back in the day. But you, you don't know? ever think they'll fuck you up, like... I'm, oh, I'm just thinking, oh like, yeah! Like, there's, there's, up, there's, there's a chance. Oh, I'm going into the thing knowing. So I'm uh-huh. not joking, folks. I fight a kangaroo. <laughs> I'm. This is a joke. Like I, I'll do it without. I'll do it without content. I really make it as content, right? But like, because people would pay to see that shit. Yeah, you know I would mean? too. Like, like that would break yeah. us out if I fought a kangaroo on camera, and we could actually somehow slip that by. The I'm platforms, whatever. Like, if you get, I'm just thinking when they take their two. Oh, I'm, legs, I'm like, I might get busted up, bro. I know that for a fact. Like, it's all, it's, it's on. Like, if I can get the kangaroo to even want to like square me up, it's on. Like, you know what bro. I mean? Like, depending on the size of it, they could really like hurt, like put it to me. But that's the thing, yeah. though, is that a kangaroo's yeah. not going to ground pound you. No, it's you know what I mean like power, people. The power's in the legs. Yeah, they're gonna just beat you your know? ass and then just take off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're yeah, not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're not gonna stay. They're gonna do what they do. And be like, all right, we out, man. Fuck yeah. You, so I'm not. Yeah, so I won't. <laughs> at least I won't have to worry about that part, right? Like, if I get yeah. my ass beat, it's the kangaroo's not gonna get on top of me and like take my head and stop uh-uh. against the ground or whatever, right? Now, nah, once you down, it's like, all right, this motherfucker's out. I'm, I'm out of here, man. Unless the kangaroo's on some, like, some high-level shit. You feel me? Yeah. You I know, know but not. Steroids or something, man. But it just, it just seemed interesting to me, bro, to fight a kangaroo. It's the only, like, type of animal I can think of mm-hmm. that I can stand up with and actually throw fists with. Yeah, but you know what? Seriously, that'll be a good training session, man, because that, that'll really make or break a person because it'll test. For one, it'll test your strength and definitely test your endurance because once they start hopping around, now you got to make sure oh, you can yeah. keep up and you, run, you, you know you got to pace yourself when you're fighting a kangaroo because yeah. they've, they've got they're they're wild animals. They're not they're they're in shape, mm-hmm. right? So like so like they can go for a minute and whatnot, everything full bore on you, right? Yeah. So you got to pace yourself if you're a human being in a fight. If you're not if you're not in like WMM you know MMA shape. <laughs> Whatever, right? And you're just like me, just drinking and shit, whatnot. Like, yeah. you know, three o'clock in the fucking afternoon, as you're going out and going Christmas shopping, right? Drinking first. Yeah. And obviously, you know, my, you can see my regiment. So, although I'm, I am thinking about, obviously, but I, I, I told you, I'm, I'm planning on joining the gym too. I just need to get off my ass and do it. You, okay. you, you encourage me, JJ. Yeah, so I was going to say, man, because, you know, I told you I'm thinking about it in the summer, man, coming up that way to, to holler at you, man. So definitely. What? You know what? Matter of fact, what gyms y'all got up there? Because I may have a membership. We've got all the we've got all the major we've got all the major brand ones. OK, you guys have you fit. I don't know. Yeah, we do have you fit. OK, then we're good then, because yeah. I got the. Not in Northport, but in, but in the area, in the vicinity, you know, we got Venice down here, Port Charlotte. Charlotte okay, County, right? So there's one near there then. Yeah. No, in Sarasota County where I live, there's one uh, there. I'm just saying okay. I told you before, Northport, that's why you don't know about it. 
it, it's a hole in the wall, bro. It's the population of Northport is bigger than the actual population of the city of Sarasota. Okay, so when I come, where should I stay? What part to grab a hotel? Oh, um, well, I, I got you on that. I, you'll probably stay in Port Charlotte. Port Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. We'll we, we talk about it, but yeah, yeah. I'm just curious because I, I got just you looking, on that. Okay. You, you know, I yeah. travel a little bit when, now when I go to concerts and shit like that and whatnot, right? You okay. Know, so I, you know, I know a little bit about hotels. I got yeah, Rockville coming up again this year with Cyber, my co-host. Okay. We're going, to, we're going over to the other other side of the coast for Daytona Beach again. Nice. Okay. I'm telling you, man, that's something you should jump on, bro. Yeah, we had a great time last time. Yeah, because when that's one thing. When I travel, I gotta find an, either a gym at the hotel or a sure. gym nearby, man. But yeah, hey, I, I respect your I respect your dedication, bro. Yeah, it's my therapy. It's my therapy, Jeff. Honestly, some people have other things they do for therapy. That's one of my therapies, man. I, I feel so much better when I go. You know, because it helps me throughout, you know, we have so much different shit that we have in our lives and especially through the day. You need you need at least that one little outlet to just be yourself, man, and just let oh, go that, of the Oh, of course. Uh, life know? is all suffering, bro. I mean, like right now, my yeah. back, like right now, you never know it from my, from my disposition and everything, right? But my back is fucking jacked right now. It's flaring right now. It's not because mm-hmm. of you. It's not because of this. It's just in general. For whatever reason, all of a sudden, I'm having this, like a little spasm or whatever, whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? We're men, right? So, like, you know, I'm not you and I wouldn't even bring this up. You feel me? I've only had ever one time ever I had to drop off on the show because of my back. It uh-huh. did lock up one time, like people talk about. I experienced yeah. the whole locked up back thing. It ain't no okay. joke. I don't know if you had it too before, but it ain't no joke. I've had a stiff back. I all right. So you know, obviously, what am I saying? Do you know? I always describe my the my worst back pain. Think of a iron board. You know, the hardness and stiffness. One time, my back, uh, no lie, my back got that stiff. I had to just go. I think this was back when I was staying. No, I don't think this was when I was staying with my mom. But I had to, I was near her house and I had to yeah, just how, go. How do, you, how do you, how do you detect that stiffness though? Like what, I mean, I, I wouldn't even feel know. it, man. Like I wouldn't, you, even, I wouldn't even know the difference between that, that extreme of a, of a looseness or a, does that make sense? I'm not trying to yeah. get all meta. No, 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 no. I mean, it all depends on the person, but when I had that particular stiffness, I felt it like it would hurt to walk straight. Like I had to keep my back straight, but in other words, it would hurt to even stand straight. So I had to just kind of walk like real slow and everything, sh- try to stretch. But then when I laid down that particular day, it still felt like an iron board. And oh, well, that I, I, in- I, I've been scoliosis since I was a kid too. Just like okay. So like, yeah. that's why you see me all erect. I never uh-huh. in the back of my chair, right? Okay. Only here yeah. and there. If you ever mm-hmm. see me sit back in my chair to see, you know, Cyber okay. knows the stuff, like other guests know the stuff. That means I am in pain. And I'm gotcha. just like and I'm basically okay. just kind of giving my back a break. Uh-huh. Right? I'm not or I'm smoking a cigarette or something, okay. right? You know, just so I'm you know, I'm kind of just in back a little bit, whatnot, or I'm yeah or something. Otherwise, I'm actually just kind of shrugging off the pain because um between the scoliosis and that baseball bat hit to my neck and my back my to my neck, bro, and my head to my head, and then into my neck and my spine, that severe degeneration I have. My my neurosurgeon flat out told me, you know, to reflect back to earlier on in the show, that um, you know, flat out that like my first MRI, he, my first MRI of my of my spine and neck, he saw, he's like, dude, you got the spine of an eighty year old man with severe degeneration, with severe degeneration, mm-hmm. and you're thirty one. Wow, my, my, dude, my neurosurgeon's from Brooklyn, bro. 
he is so he's he, a man, he, he is a man of little words, bro. And like his, say, yeah. his, his disposition is so is so stark and so grave. He gave it to you straight, and that's he it. Has, <laughs> he has to have it, his head nurse come in mandatorily with with patients first, mm-hmm. right? Well, not everything, just because they have yeah. to be prepared for what for how he is. Did you ever go to a chiropractor? Tried it, man. Didn't do nothing for me. I don't think no? it's, I, I don't think it's a hustle, but <laughs> but like I, but I'm not a chiropractor. Right, so all I know is is nothing that he that 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 they did with me, right? Yeah, I did. I went I went twice a week there for, for a while. When that okay, like in the beginning of all this, you know how it is. When yeah. you first get thrown into this life, like I have, they throw it. You're in everything. You're doing all of it. You, so you, I, you, you got 18 different fucking specialists, bro. Yeah, I went, and the thing is, I stopped because the thing is, there were there were days where I would go, but I wasn't in pain. Okay, so how the chi- okay, so there's so many di- dudes like there's so many different chiropractors here, at least in Miami. But the one particular doctor I went to, I'm not throwing no shade. I'm just gonna be real. He was great, but like some people, when they think about chiropractors, they think about like they throw you on a thing and they just start stretching, moving you around, all that. That's not how mine's worked. He had like this little gadget. Because he, I feel like he was more like a holistic approach, which no, no, no offense to nobody that believes in that. But he, he had to like this little gadget. Okay. I have to find the name of it. Would, he, he, br- take, would, he, would he breathe on it too? Like as he was using no, that, like, like breathe yeah, on no, it? Yeah, no, 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 no. He would take it and rub it down like around like your spine area and adjust yourself and all that. So, I know, so I've experienced it before too. I know what you're talking about. It's, it has electrons coming off of it, whatnot. It has like, like, yeah, I know what you mean. So. Um, yeah, so he would use that, and then like, did they ever from, give you? A, did they ever try to put you on a Thames unit? No, see, he he doesn't do all that. That's what I'm saying. Every every chiropractor is so different. So although they after, put me on one in general, like okay. you know what I'm saying, or not right off the bat, uh-huh. like you know, like for the to relieve the back pain from like what happened. Okay, along, along, have, along with muscle relaxers that I didn't like taking, so I just got off. I just stopped taking them. And told and you know what's funny? I have a small Thames unit. I have one here at home. Because I you I don't I haven't used it in years, but the reason why I use it was because I was getting a lot of pains from working out. Okay, so I would use the tens unit, but then I'd have to be careful because, dude, you turn that a certain way, it would shock the shit out of you. I know, but so it I, will, but it will loosen your back up. Yeah, yeah. See, I would I would usually use mine like around my arms and chest area, but see, I haven't used it in years because I don't go as extreme, but I still get pains now. But I don't use the tens, man. I use now a massage gun. To loosen up my shit. Well, I was about to tell you, bro. Honestly, I never actually had anybody give me a professional, any kind of like professional massage. So I went to the massage parlor, right? The Asian massage parlor. I was going to say happy. Now, the first time I went, sir, I, I, I skipped the massage part, right? And went right to the happy ending part. Cause well, I had, you you, you, you joke. No, I went right to the, because I had, because I was nervous as shit. Uh, it was my first time. We've been we've been joking about it on the shows. The stuff that we joke about in the shows, I okay. happen to do right. Yeah, folks, I like interesting shit. JJ, I'm sure he knows me enough well enough to know that I like I do. Uh-huh. Right, I like interesting, adventurous, fighting kangaroos, fucking trans chicks, whatever, bro. Throw it yeah. at me. I'm gonna try it. Right, if it seems interesting, I'm gonna try it out. If I don't like it, I don't like it. Okay. Right, if the kangaroo yeah. beats my ass, I'm not putting another kangaroo. That's pretty much it. Right, like you know, I've got what I needed out of it. You know, uh, I don't like getting my ass beat. It's been a long time. Usually I win fights these days now when I'm older. Right. You'd hope I, yeah. I would lose. Right. I, I, I could handle losing back in the day as a kid. 
I mm. knew it was part of the process of fighting, right? At least where I grew up in New York, right? Yeah. But like now that I'm older, I think it would actually kind of bring me down a little bit to get my ass beat. Like might fuck up my 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 personal like you know masculinity or some shit whatnot to get get stuck like that real quick, especially by a kangaroo. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because uh-huh. then, then nobody believes you. It's like you know I got my ass beat, bro. Like yo, what <laughs> happened to you? Fucking kangaroo beat my ass, bro. Fought a kangaroo beat my ass, right? Yeah, yeah right, so, Jeff. Yeah, right. You never so fought a kangaroo. Yeah. So what happened with the with the thing? The first the first what, time. What, what, oh, what we, we, we were joking. I kept joking on the show before me and Cyber were to fuck with his wife. We have, you know we have all kinds of inside jokes on our shows. I've told you uh-huh. we we use that private chat on the show on that show that I told you about our Endgame review the other night Wednesday night. Yeah. Okay. They fucked me up. I'm trying to contribute on the panel. And they're, uh, they're in the private chat joking with each other, laughing, falling out and everything and whatnot. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, how am I supposed to focus on whatnot and everything and actually like yeah. seriously contribute about like the best Marvel we ever made, right? Uh-huh. The biggest epic one ever. And okay. you all, y'all are sitting here falling out over the private chat. I can't read it, right? Like I'm trying, mm-hmm. to, fo- I'm trying to focus here. Yeah. I'm like, I'm changing this shit up. I'm turning the private chat off. I turned it off. That just added more to the humor. So the private chat is a blast, but like, no, um, we were joking. I kept joking and teasing and whatnot, everything that like, well, we would, because you know, I don't make individual content anymore. I just guest on shows that I'm the shot car of the bleeding edge. Mm-hmm. So I would joke about all of the massage parlors we were going to. Okay. And Daytona Beach, when we were going to Rotville, because everyone already knew we were going. Uh-huh. So, like, I, for my plugs, I'd pull up massage parlors, right? And shit. Yeah. So, of course, I had to go to one. So, right from jump, I go there. And this is what happens, JJ. This is what you have to know this, man. I'm an, I'm an untapped re- resource, baby. Once you start talking to me, the shit just flows. And I've done so much interesting and fun shit that, like, I'm just a, I'm a great guest to have on just a one-on-one. I am. I just don't do it much. But um, I love conversation and people. You know that. No, nah, it was, it was, I was nervous, man. I didn't know what to do. I went in there. I did some research real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, I had an idea what to do. I walked in that bitch, and I'm like, look, I didn't try to hide it. I'm like, I ain't never done this before. Right, y'all can tell. I don't, don't don't pretend you can't speak English. I know you do. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know I'm nervous, right? But this is what's up. This is what I want. I didn't know. I didn't know. Do I don't do business in that, when it comes to that kind of stuff in my life? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The massage parlor would be, would be one of the safe safe places I would do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 maybe I do still do. I don't know. We'll have to. I will say that for private conversation. Oh yeah, um, for sure, for sure. But but no, uh, that first time, man. I just straight up the, the the chick that was the boss of it was the hottest one there. She was fine as shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never been in the, with an Asian woman before in my life, bro. When I was in college, bro. All them Chinese girls that were at high school university, whatever they they didn't fuck with Americans. They didn't go to frat parties. How would you ever even mess with them? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They studied. They were in the library. They went to class. You didn't see them other than that. Passing other than passing by them on campus. So all of a sudden, I got these Japanese chicks in front of me. Whatever they are, Chinese, the hottest one is the, is the shot caller, the boss, right? So she's like, I, I, I want two girls for a massage, my massage, my one-hour massage. And um, I'm straight up, I tell them straight up, I'm like, I told her straight up, I'm like, she she gives me two? I'm like, no, nah, hold on. You're going in with me. She's like, me? I'm like, no. Yeah, you. You, you go in with me. I pick girl, you go in. That's how you end up talking to them because that's how I, how they talk with their English. 
you, it's not it's not condescending. I see private chat, but like I didn't know. You know, you end up matching with them. There's no way around it. So uh -huh. I'm like, no, you go in. And she blushed, right? She was fine, bro. Fire fine. Okay. Uh, the most voluptuous, curvy Asian woman I've ever seen in my fucking life. Um, and dude, I've, I she went in there, bro. I picked one of them chicks out, and she let her in there without everything, bro. And let's just say they they gave me an extra half hour on top of my hour. Nice. Sweet. No massage. No massage occurred. So what happened in that room for around that hour and a half? Okay. Let's just say it was very interesting. And um, I'll save the rest for episode two. For, for, yeah. for series, series number series uh, number two. Part, yeah, we uh, have to do a part two, man. We're going to have to some share some stories. But before we do close, just throw out your info, Jeff. Because um, me, actually me and Jeff, we collabed on his um, episode reviewing Back to the Future, which I always say is one of my all-time favorite movies. So before we close out, Jeff, shoot out your information, your Facebook, your IG, where they can find you. And if they want to follow you, you know, give us all your info. Oh, it's very simple with us. And thank you, JJ, for coming on with us. We enjoyed having you on. Much love. I'm glad you had a good time. Yep. Um, you awesome. know, uh, you, awesome. seem like, you seem like you really settled in with the movie review. Yeah, like, it was nice, man. It was, it was, it was, it was good. It was good. You could, could tell it was different. The the vibe of the panel and the the moderation and not everything, right? But it was good to see you and get in the game. I no, appreciate well, you having me. We're, we ain't hard to get, man, uh, or get to. I'm not hard to contact. Um, we're, you know, we're always looking to collaborate. Um, of course, we always want to increase our audience, but we always need guests. And we're the MCU's bleeding edge. It ain't complicated. Anybody can spell it. The MCUS bleeding edge, and we're on everything, and we're monetized on most of the platforms we're on. We're, our brand's pretty big, so we're on all the socials. I don't, I don't even need to give you like, nobody links or nothing like that and whatnot. It's that, that simple. The MCU's bleeding edge on everything, except for all the weak shit. We don't play with all that. Simple as that. That's all I got, bro. That and thank you, JJ. I appreciate coming on. Enjoy guesting with you. And I'm sorry that uh that you that I took you down my personal rabbit hole of the massage parlor kangaroo no. fighting universe to that level, bro. Man, listen, like I always say, and I and I'm sure people are tired of hearing me saying it. Man, there's life, man. I, I always say, and I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful to nobody, but I always say, you know, things that we may or may not want to hear, some point in life we're we're gonna have to hear it. And if you don't want to hear it, don't listen. But if you do want to listen, then, hey, feel free. You know what I mean? Um, but, Jeff, like I said, my brother, you know, we're we going we gonna to still be in communications. Um, we're definitely going to do some type of part two within the, you know, top of the new year. And I'm uh, speaking of the new year, by the time you all hear this, it will be 2024. So, again, happy new year to everybody. Um, let's, you know start 2024 off the right way stay positive go fuck who you need to fuck um you know and things like that <laughs> and, 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 focus, and focus on your own happiness folks focus on your own happiness don't just worry about giving you know what i'm saying right make sure that you're right right you know what i'm saying and, yeah. and you know uh me and jj we, we we rap like that um so thanks again jj for the opportunity bro i appreciate it and again i want to thank you the audience and whatnot and everything Hopefully this will be the start of a long-term collaboration over here um, and whatnot everything. Like I said, I got untapped potential here, baby. So, you know, you throw me back in the seat, JJ. 
Absolutely. And I definitely will be on um, a future um, MCU Bleeding Edge episode as well, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, we are out of here. You all don't have to go home, but you know the rest. You got to get the hell up out of here. Peace easy.